Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our second podcast. Oh, thank you so much if you have subscribed last week. We've got lots in store for you this week on our podcast of your Manchester, Belle and Shells. Best bits. Oh, I love it when you say that, you know. <laughs> so much going on in the world of Pride. It is, of course, Pride Month, and they were very interested after last week's comments from Mr. Carlos Dimbihan to see what we are going to be offering. So we thought we'd bring in the CEO of Manchester Pride Festival, Mr. Mark Fletcher. It's been a tough four or five months for, for me and the team at Manchester Pride. And um, we've been working hard to make sure that we can safeguard the charity so that we're here for, for, for many, many years to come. And I'm massively proud of the work the team's done and so excited for us to be delivering the alternative Manchester Pride Festival 2020. So we've got a whole host of activities taking place over three days on August Bank Holiday weekend. We won't be doing anything on the Friday this year, and these are not physical activities. We're, we're providing a programme for people to enjoy Pride in the safety of your own homes. So it'll involve uh, some performances, DJ sets, takeovers, a few surprises along the way, an alternative Manchester Pride Parade. And of course, we'll be rounding up the festival programme this year with the much-loved heart of festival, the Manchester Pride Candlelit Vigil. And that's the one I'm looking forward to, because that for me is, as you say, the heart of this Pride Festival. It's all standing there in what we used to do in Sackville Gardens and really kind of enjoying and living for the moment with them candles. How are we going to do it this time then this year round? Yeah, well, we've got a whole different, uh, whole, lots of different platforms that we're using this year to celebrate. So on the Saturday, we'll be kicking off a programme on United We Stream, broadcasting live from the heart of Manchester's Gay Village. More info to follow on that one. And then we'll be broadcasting across our YouTube channel, Facebook and Twitter. We'll be working with uh, BBC Radio Manchester, Gadio, Hits Radio. And then on Monday for the vigil, we'll be streaming across all platforms again so that people can enjoy this at home. You know, we've, we've We've been doing this now for some years, broadcasting the vigil on BBC Radio Manchester and on Gadio. For those who can't come along or for those that are a little bit too fragile to join in as we all come together, to remember those lost and living with HIV and, and obviously the adversity that's still faced by us all uh, as LGBTQ plus people at home and abroad. So we'll be doing it this year in a social distance way to um, broadcast on those channels from a remote studio location and we're aiming to be in a position to bring some people together in Sackville Gardens as well so that we can light a candle and that we can um, pay homage whilst being in in a space that's so important to, to us here at Manchester Pride and and I know to, to everybody that's watching um, to be it's the heart of Manchester's gay village and a central hub for everybody to come together in that space. And if you've been to the vigil previously, you'll know that it's quite unique when you see a sea of fluttering candles in Sackville Gardens. Uh, it's like nothing else I've, I've witnessed before. So we're hoping to be able to replicate that, but in a way in which is safe and manageable. That's great. I mean, brilliant that you're doing that, but you also mentioned there an alternative Pride parade, and that's when my ears picked up because you know that, in essence, is another great highlight of Manchester Pride. Can you shed any light as to how you might do that? Yeah, I can. And uh, okay, so there's we've been working at looking at many different options for this. Um, for me, that the parade is always a massive highlight. You know, it's an opportunity for, for the whole city to come together uh, to stand in solidarity for LGBTQ plus people. And to celebrate LGBTQ plus life, you know, while still remaining uh, incredibly important as a political march, we, we wanted to make sure that we could deliver some elements of that. 
Um, so I'm not allowed to tell you too much yet, but we are working on oh, creating okay. some <laughs> <laughs> unique new content um, that will form the parade that will play out as we kick off the celebrations on Saturday, the 29th of, of August on uh, United We Stream. Um, we'll also incorporate, you know, we'll be able to hopefully look back at some of the some of the fantastic parade entries that we've had over the years. Uh, we want to keep it engaging. We want to keep people um, switched on. Um, but most importantly, we want everybody to be part of this and to know that we, we still must march, even if we can't be there physically in all of our glory. It's so important right now that we continue to march um, and, and campaign for LGBTQ plus equality. Um, Can I have a question, Mark? Uh, you mentioned then about some highlights from past parades. Can we have Margarita in there? Because obviously she passed away, didn't she, a couple of weeks ago, and I watched her a few years back lead the parade. She was fantastic leading the parade. She really was flamboyant. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, may she rest in, in peace. It's that's that is one piece of footage that I've seen. I've definitely seen some photographic stills of that. Um, but listen, I'll be promising you all sorts here. My team will be watching this turn the hair out and absolutely uh yeah, uh, having a, having my guts regardless to tomorrow morning. So all I say is watch this space. I'll see what I can do on that one. And I suppose the most important question is every year we're normally doing ROB. Where are we going to be this year? <laughs> I know. Right? Well, this is it. You know, it's, it's, it's such an incredibly difficult year this year. Um, and we are, we're, we're trying to do what we can to, to bring a, a program for people to celebrate at home. And for those who want to go out, obviously, we will support uh, venues in the gay village as we do all year round and, and, and let people know about what opportunities that they got to come together there. Um, we will be in the gay village uh, broadcasting from the gay village. Um, so people will be able to get a taste of, of what that looks like um, from a secret location yet to be announced. Um, and I'd love it if you could come along and say we will be there. We definitely will do. Please Promise. come back uh, yeah. in the lead up, won't you, Mark? Because uh, it would be great to hear some some more kind of nuggets and you can reveal to us and get us very, very excited about what's to come. Of course it will. We'll be announcing different lineups over the next two weeks, uh, including the performance lineup for United Who Stream. I'd love to talk to you. And uh, of course, I'll we'll give you the heads up as soon as I'm allowed. Well, we've got a musical treat for you now. We're joined by Dan McDwyer and Holly with a fantastic single that has been released for charity. We wanted to obviously celebrate the life of Ian Curtis and we wanted to try and raise money for Manchester Mind. But then at the same time, we kind of wanted to take the song, which obviously is so iconic and kind of put a kind of modern spin on it. So straight away, as soon as we were asked to do it, I was thinking of people that I'd love to hear on the song and 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 I had a certain voice in my head that I could hear singing it. And then I just rang Holly and was like, right, Holly, it's your voice. I know it is. I've been thinking, <laughs> a male singer, female singer, you know, it's you. Uh, send me some videos of, or, you know, send me some recordings of you singing the song, maybe play around with it a bit. And I was like, yeah, perfect. Um, then we have the Northern Session Choir, which is one of my choirs at Royal Northern College of Music. So I arranged some choir parts with them. And then the Untold Orchestra as well, who put some beautiful string arrangements to it. So it kind of these, you know, three kind of different parts that came together to to put it all together and it worked beautifully thankfully i know and we saw that and that was done at united we stream event wasn't it that was that the very first performance yeah <laughs> it was go on holly you can speak about that because that was a very strange day wasn't it really yeah it was just 
totally different from what you'd expect. Obviously, it was like Dan said, made up with so many people, so many musicians. Um, but obviously, we never played together. Uh, we never rehearsed together. It was all done remotely. Um, and then obviously that performance that you just watched uh, was in an empty theater. So it was it was very strange, but amazing to do. But yeah, it was really odd to not meet everyone involved, um, but I'm glad we could do it nonetheless. And it snowballed from there, hasn't it, Holly and Dan? I mean, uh, this has now been released as a single as of, I think it was a, about a week or so ago. That must be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously the original one that we did, we put that together for one of the United We Stream events. And that was, like I say, part of the Headstock Festival, which is a festival for mental health. And the actual evening itself, we were asked to put something together for the ending of it. Um, so obviously we, we came up with this. And I think 400,000 people around the world was watching it. I think we raised £9,000 for, for Manchester Mind. Um I think also as well, I was told 45% up in calls just for just for help, you know, and, and advice for Manchester Mind. So it was the actual evening itself absolutely did what it needed to do. You know, it was promoted, promoting mental health. It was raising money for Manchester Mind. Um, and then obviously all the hard work that was put into it, you thought, well, why don't we actually, you know, release it as a single and try and raise some more money for, you know, this amazing charity. So where can people get hold of this then? Absolutely anywhere, yeah. It's on um, it's on Amazon Music. You know, you can get it on iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. You know, on iTunes it's seventy nine p. So literally, you know, you cannot even buy a chocolate bar for seventy nine p. Do you know what I mean? So do it. Go get it. <laughs> oh, fabulous! And and Holly, you must be made up about the reaction to this. Yeah, definitely. It's been so nice. Um, just the response, like you say, and being able to work with everyone. And also we went on um, Mike Sweeney's show and he definitely pointed out how, what an iconic song it is for Manchester. So to even get to sing that and do it like justice, hopefully, um, was a real honour. So it was amazing, yeah. It was um, a total different dynamic having a female sing that and I found that really haunting but absolutely beautiful so oh, yes. yes if you are interested please download it as um, Dan said it's going to some amazing uh, charity and uh, you know raising money sounding beautiful when you've downloaded it what else do you need to do and the other thing is of course you, you've got our, our Dan there pulling it all together listen mm -hmm. Dan, you must be the busiest man in showbiz how many clients <laughs> Work. Do you know, funny enough, actually, obviously lockdown has been tough for all of us, but it's, um, yeah, I have ended up really busy. Obviously, we had uh, Together in One Voice recently, getting the whole of Manchester singing. So I was busy kind of putting that together as well. Um, and yeah, so it's been a busy time. Obviously, I do miss, I really do miss actually being together and having choirs. That's the only thing. Um, and hopefully that will happen soon. I've, I've got seven choirs a week that I do. And, you know, for a lot of the people in those choirs, you know, it's their one thing in the week that they really look forward to. So I can't wait to get back. Hopefully it won't be too long. Because um, like I say, this single that we've just done, ev every single person, we had 30 musicians in total. We had 12 singers. We had, I think, maybe 11 violinists and string players. Um, and everybody recorded that separately at home, sent it in. We had to mix all that together. So like Holly said, no one met each other. No one has ever actually played that together, ever.
Well, should we or shouldn't we go away? That's the question at the moment. And one man that can tell us all about that is travel counsellor, Mr Gary Manners. I think really you've got to keep in mind you've got to do the best for your customers. And the safety and security seems to be the issue and also the confidence Um, People have kind of lost confidence with travelling so easily as we've been used to. So what I've been saying to my customers and people that have been calling me um, here at the office is, um, you know, any questions, concerns you've got, we've got an information bank that we can refer to um, for resort safety, uh, what to do in the resorts, what to do in the pool area, food preparation and all that kind of thing. The, The information is endless. And we really feel proud that the hotels have provided us directly with this info. And a lot of people are saying that have been on holiday already. They're feeling safer over there than they are actually feeling over here. Yeah, that's true. The feedback we're getting, we sent a, a team of travel counsellors actually out uh, into Europe uh, last week and the week before on the first flights. And the feedback we were getting from vlogs and um, Facebook posts and things, they're having an excellent time and they did feel really safe over there. Now, obviously, we're here, we heard about Spain and mainland Spain and issues with quarantining when you're coming back. Where would you say is safe to go right now, where obviously you don't have to come back and self-quarantine? Yeah, well, the, the COVID-free destinations where the R rate is pretty low, believe it or not, begins with uh, the Greek islands, Greece and Turkey Kind of the Eastern Med seems to be recovering quicker, along with Croatia, Italy, France as well. France seems to be um, the destination everyone's heading for. Malta and Cyprus, um, they're all ideal for, for families and couples because the R rate is very low. Um, and, um, you know, some of the hotel standards are actually better than Spain. So um, don't, don't dismiss Turkey, the Greek islands and so on. Um, there's some great deals out there. Gary, should people be going on holiday now or, or do you think it's more advisable to, to wait perhaps towards the end of the year? Yeah, this is what I'm finding. A lot of people have switched to next summer, um, which is actually creating um, its own problems because I think next summer is going to be so booked up. Um, we're going to have this pushover to 2022. It's going to be quite surprising because all the key dates like Easter, the May holidays, July, August, they're already filling up for next year and, of course, Christmas and the October half term. So next year is going to be an interesting one. And I think this is possibly where we may see increases in holiday prices for next year. So yeah, well, um, talking about those prices for next year, like you say, that, that there could be an increase. But I'm imagining if people are like reticent to go on holiday at the moment, that there may be, if you do want to go, some good deals out there. I've, I've heard that, we you know, there's quite a few five-star hotels that are doing deals, aren't they, Gary? Definitely. Um, we've. Um, I was just looking before I came on at a few offers, and believe it or not, if you can get away next week, uh, there's offers under £500. Uh, to Turkey, to Greece, the Greek islands. Uh, the five-star hotels are absolutely amazing. So... Um, the ones under five hundred pounds are perhaps an experience. Three stars, that people, yeah. That's perhaps an experience then that people might ordinarily not be able to experience. So this is probably a, a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. Then, oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, the hotels are working with um, the travel industry to to try and fill the rooms as as much as possible. And there's some amazing deals that we've got. You know, we were offering. Um, there was one. 
I think it was um, Phuket and Bangkok, we were given the stay in Bangkok free um, if he stayed three or four nights in Phuket. So it was um, it was an amazing offer. And there's just so many upgraded rooms. You book a certain level of room and you get upgraded to a from a standard room to a deluxe room. Uh, they're giving a free half board. Um, they're even giving free um, medical cover if you get ill with COVID while you're over there. So the hotels are really working to get people moving again. I'm going to make you blush now because I know that you don't blow your own trumpet, Gary. But <laughs> travel counsellors through all of this pandemic have come out on top for the customer service and kind of the, the refunds and all that help that, you know, people need right now um and you've also won awards haven't you and that that must be great for you knowing it's been amazing it's, it has been amazing because go on yeah it's been amazing because during the time um of lockdown uh, moneysavingexpert.com did a survey um of how your travel agents were treating the customers from a customer service point of view refunding um rebooking your holidays and really just keeping in touch and um we actually did come out number one um across the whole of the uk and we're really proud of that because with the continued support of our back office teams and everything we've just um we've just done so much good really for for the travel industry and uh, people are coming back to us um you know we, we did lose business in the past to online platforms but even aiming homes this morning on um on the tv was praising the travel industry for what we've done um and saying that the new normal is go back to your travel agent on the high street well i love Eamon Holmes, but before you go because uh, i know we're gonna, gonna have to whisk you off soon i wish we could whisk you off somewhere hot and sunny uh, <laughs> tell us about this amazing deal that travel counselors are offering for our wonderful nhs and their extended family because i just think this is really good yeah, so this was something that we, um, we've entered into with Beachcomber Hotels in Mauritius and we're offering to um, our NHS heroes uh, because we've clapped for them, we've shown the rainbow flag, we've supported um, them and as they've been supporting us during this time um, and we're really proud to announce that they can choose from six glorious hotels. This is the NHS frontline staff and immediate family and um, there's six hotels in Mauritius. Um, it's been COVID free for over 70 days and it's already on the UK uh, corridor list. So we, you know, we, we can't um, thank the beachcombers enough. We're giving 50% discount on the hotels for the NHS frontline staff and their immediate family. And this goes from um, 30th of September right up to the 31st of May next year. So if you fancy a great holiday, destination out of this world why not try Mauritius well it's always great when a member of the your Manchester family pops in to say hello and that's exactly what Colin Titley our titters came to do and he told us a little bit about how a pram saved his life basically I was um, because of the time um, the hospitals were full and I was left to die in effect overnight and it's only that the Monday doctor arrived the day after and I was still alive that, um, that I was whisked off to a hospital and fortunately one child being well enough, well you've, it's on the tape anyway isn't it, being well enough to be transferred to a pram 
he got the pram and I got the oxygen tent and that saved my life. Now, so, you do quite a few of these lovely poems. You, you, you're kind of a, a bit synonymous for them at the moment, aren't you? I'm a loving How do you come about making a poem? Well, and, and yes, how? To be quite honest, I tried to write a story and for some reason or other, I keep putting rhyming words in. Because it's not exactly, I don't know whether that you class that as a poem that rhymes. Or should I say, whether it's a short story that rhymes or whether it's a poem. Because uh, there's no actual proper structure to it. Um, but it's just, it was lovely during lockdown. Um, I had time on my hands. I'd had the first four weeks where I just sort of like going to, um, is it the Priory? I've never been. But you know, like you go to a retreat to recover. And I got my body right. And it was just part of it was sitting down and writing and getting rid of whatever was inside, write about anything. I, I did fear that the virus would leave people without any hospital beds. Because it's one of those, if you're going to die, you're going to die, fair enough. But you want to die in comfort and to be... And dig, yeah, that, that's it. And the, that was my biggest fear. And so from that, that, I recalled my story that I had been told by my mother. What's really interesting as well about that is I think we're very much focused on the current pandemic, mm -hmm. but you know, we have been in this situation, not to the extent that we have, but I, I mean, back in 1957 to, yeah. to, to 59, mm -hmm. you know, this pandemic was like the first really big one. It was Asian flu that turned into pneumonia for lots of people. And I just think, you know, we kind of need to know about it and reflect on it and, and hopefully take things from that to today's they, they got a vaccine back then and, and hopefully we'll and there would have been a lot more less deaths had they not invented that vaccine so i think that's something that we perhaps should be a little bit more hopeful for sisters you're going to come back to us very very soon aren't you with your your lovely outs and abouts and going here there and everywhere well oh well yes get out and about do some uh, car journeys that you know I'm, I'm going backwards in time you see sort of like 1960s car journeys yeah. on the old road before the motorways yeah Try something like that because there used to be an article in the Manchester Evening News once a week yeah. for people to get out and about and uh, to just have the directions, you know, go along Oldham Road, go straight through Oldham, etc. etc. Well, I think that was a great show, don't you? Wasn't it fantastic? Lots going on there, wasn't there? Oh, and next week it's going to be even more fabulous because we've got some tasty food in the studio. We've got tasty people. Have we now? We have indeed. It's all going on. And we've got one fantastic artist as well. So you've got to check it all out, haven't you? So you can either watch us live on Wednesday at eight o'clock or you can catch us on this very own podcast, Bell and Shell's Best Bits. So for now, subscribe and oh, we'd love a review, wouldn't we? Oh, I'd love a review, especially mm. if it's five star. Yeah, click a few stars. Tell us, you know, that you love us or if you hate us, that's absolutely fine as well. We, we can don't. handle it, can't yeah, we? Some would say I'm man enough to handle comments like that make sure you join us only on your manchester, manchester the podcast Ooh.